this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive on Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. friends. It's always good to be in church with you. Even though we might not be physically in this space today, we are connected through the love of Jesus Christ as we light candles of hope in the darkness. And if you've lit a candle at home today on your own Advent wreath or any candle you have, we invite you to share that online so we can share and spread the light of Jesus Christ to all corners of the earth together. My scripture today is from Mark chapter 1, beginning in verse 1 through 8. This is how Mark begins the gospel. He says, The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who's more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm guessing... By now, many of us have our Christmas trees up. My own family, we went and put up our tree the day after Thanksgiving. That's when we always do it. And it's full speed ahead now to Christmas morning. Maybe right now you've watched White Christmas a good three times. You've got Elf and Christmas Vacation and The Grinch and Scrooge. Everybody's on repeat right now. It's Christmas movies and Hallmark movies and Christmas cookies and gingerbread houses and Christmas music galore 24-7. And maybe you've already been there since November 1st. Judge not. But today is the first Sunday of Advent, the season of expectation and waiting as we light candles and wait for the birth of Christ anew in our hearts and in our world. And the sanctuary is beautiful, and the music this time of year is glorious. And I go and read a scripture like this from the Gospel of Mark. The prophet Isaiah says, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And we hear that John the baptizer, known as John the Baptist, is in the wilderness. He's calling people out to the river to repent of their sins, 
to prepare the way of the Lord. He says, I will baptize you with water, but the one who comes after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. There's nothing warm or cozy about the way Mark begins his gospel, and there's definitely nothing sweet or sentimental about John the Baptist. In Matthew chapter 3, he actually calls everyone a brood of vipers. Prepare the way of the Lord, you brood of vipers. I'm guessing not a one of you have that cross-stitched on a Christmas pillow right now. John is harsh. He's hard to hear sometimes. Maybe you even remember that old Saturday Night Live skit, Debbie Downer. And Debbie is this person who just knows how to ruin everybody's good time. You could be talking about a fun trip to Disney World you had with your kids, and she'll tell you about a terrible accident that happened on a ride somewhere. You can talk about swimming in the ocean and loving to be at the beach, and she'll tell you about a brain-eating amoeba that you should be terrified of. She just has this knack for pouring water on anybody's fun. And I know that right now John can sort of seem like he's ruining your Christmas good time. He's not cheerful, he's not warm or sentimental, but the church historically has always used this first Sunday of Advent to talk about the message that John the Baptist brings, to remember his story and what he offered. Prepare the way of the Lord. One is coming after me. Repent and make a change. And here's the thing about John. He might not be warm and fuzzy, but he tells us the truth. He's real. He speaks the truth to our hearts. I remember a friend of mine who received a really hard medical diagnosis. It was a shock. It was hard to hear. It was overwhelming, and her husband was there with her at the time, and they asked lots and lots of questions, and they heard about treatment options and side effects and choices they were going to need to make and pros and cons and percentages. And and after they went home that night, they really just looked at each other and felt like they still, even after all that talk, didn't exactly know what to expect. And so the next appointment, a few days later, before the doctor could begin to do his thing, she said, I just need you to tell me what you expect my life is going to look like from here on out. She needed to hear it plainly and simply, the truth, how it was. And John the Baptist is like that. He's not the friend that's going to tell you everything's okay. He's not the friend who will tell you you're never in the wrong, that that other person is always mistaken. He speaks the truth, and it's brutal sometimes. We know that John was Jesus' cousin. He was the infant that leapt in his mother's womb, as the story goes. And he would grow up to be a prophet. And he would live out in the wilderness. And he would call people to the river to come clean. To come clean about their lives, to repent and make a change. Because they needed to prepare the way for the Lord. That's the thing about God's prophets. They speak the truth. What's that saying? Um, 
The truth will set you free, but at first it's going to make you really, really mad. Prophets tend to make people mad because they speak the truth, especially powerful people. It's actually what got John eventually in prison. It's what got John eventually killed because he spoke the truth and it made people mad. And he stands out in the wilderness wearing his camel hair Christmas sweater, snacking on locusts and wild honey, and tells people the truth about their lives that they need to change, that they need to prepare for the one who is to come. And maybe that doesn't sound warm and fuzzy, but if there ever was a time to cut through all the distractions, 2020 is it. We need real. We need to hear the truth. Because sometimes... Even the best of us can begin to feel lost along the way in our own lives. We can begin to feel like we need to be somebody who plasters a smile on our face and tells everyone we're fine when we know in our heart of hearts that we are not fine. And we can spend all our time looking at everybody else, thinking about how wrong or how mistaken they are, and we never, ever take a good long look in the mirror and recognize our own hate, our greed, our selfishness, our bitterness, our anger. It's hard. John speaks the truth of our lives. And here is John the Baptist inviting us all to just come clean. And maybe this year has felt like one long wilderness journey for you. 2020, you know, it's the year that just keeps breaking our hearts. The the hurt and the suffering and the grief just seem bigger and bigger with every passing day. I mean, actually, the State of Kentucky Medical Association is publishing hospital bed capacity numbers right now. And I... I've read an article about the staggering statistics of hunger in our own nation as unemployment benefits run out. And my brother, who works with the restaurant industry, tells me stories right now that just break your heart about small business owners who are fighting so hard to keep their lifetime dream alive right now of having to lay off staff who have been trusted and loyal and hardworking, but they have no other choice. It's enough to just make you want to pull up your covers and turn up the Christmas music and try to pretend none of that is happening. But what John invites us to do is another way, to prepare the way of the Lord. That's what he wants us to do. Frederick Bigner calls it our great hope. It's not a hope that sees everything through rose-colored glasses. It's not a hope that pretends it all away. It's a hope that's stubborn. It's a hope that said its prayers. Augustine of Hippo, an early church father, actually had this amazing quote about it. He says, hope has two daughters. One daughter's name is anger, the other daughter's name is courage. Anger at what is is but what ought not to be, and courage to make what ought to be come to be. 
It is our great hope and a Savior who's not done with us yet. One of my favorite Christmas songs is O Holy Night. I cannot hear that song without a lump in my throat. And there's a, there's a line that I've really been thinking about this year. A thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. A weary world rejoices. And maybe right now you feel weary. Maybe you feel very tired. But I pray that you know the hope in Jesus Christ that will never leave you or forsake you. The light that breaks through our darkness. The light broke through the darkness. And that crowd who first heard John the Baptist that day, they didn't quite know who and what they were preparing the way for, but we do. We who know the end of the story know who we are preparing for. O come, O come, Emmanuel, God with us. And he was with us. He would step into the rivers of life with us, with the tax collector and the lost and the broken and the outcast and the woman with the past and the fishermen he met along the way. He was with us. And he would talk about God's love, being like a shepherd who never stops searching for his lost sheep, like a father who never stops waiting for his lost child. He would talk about a kingdom of God when the last are first, and where those who are grieving and hungry and poor and hated are blessed because the kingdom of God belongs to people who are them. And when people asked him what it means to love neighbor, he talked about a man who was robbed and beaten and left for dead on the side of the road. And you know what? It wasn't the minister who stopped to help. It wasn't the church elder who stopped. The person who helped was the outcast heretic Samaritan whose life and faith was supposedly so different. He knew what it meant to love neighbor. And Jesus tells us to go and do likewise. Prepare the way of the Lord. This is John's message to us today. And so church, I hope that you will Join me in listening to those Christmas songs. Decorate your house inside and outside. Make Christmas cookies and gingerbread houses. But don't forget that that all is extra. That's just the gravy on top. Because the gift, the real gift, is our hope in Christ. The light in our darkness. The light that shines no matter what we face. And our challenge today is to listen to the voice in the wilderness who will speak that truth to us. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. So now, how are you going to do this?